What's up, guys? It's three-time NFL Pro Bowler All-Decade Return Specialist, Josh Cribs. I want to welcome you to the College Sports Connection Podcast, where AA Alex and AJ host the Mid-American Conference Best. Alright everybody, welcome back to the CSC Podcast. We are here from the Fox Theater in the Motor City, Detroit, Michigan. I'm here with second year <laughs> athletic director, Brian Blair at the University of Toledo. What a great year you guys had. I mean, Toledo just uh, in all sports. I mean, I think you guys won the Jacoby Award this year for the men or... The Reese. The Reese Award, that's right. I Forgive me. What a great year. I mean, what a great year for a first year too. <laughs> not bad, not bad, right? I'm extremely grateful to be a Rocket, I think. So many things jump out at me, but to, to win six conference championships in one year, I think our previous record was three. Um, we had the highest GPA in department history. Um, we, we led the conference in attendance in men's and women's basketball and football, only school to ever do that. Um, I, you, you go on and on and on about some of the opportunities. And, and, again, that's not about me. That's this department. That's the staff. That's our coaches that poured in for a long time for it to come to fruition last year was exciting. It was exciting for two reasons. One, those people that poured in that work get the experience that. Really excited for that. But, two, as I see it, that's the tip of the iceberg for where we can go. And that's what excites me even more. As I, I sit around the city, as I go around, as I talk to people, as I look at things, we've got so many more opportunities to tap into to take this thing to the next level. Right. And so if that if that's our starting point, I feel really good about our future. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, you mentioned the, the six the MAC championships. Uh, football, obviously, was is, is the reason we're here. Yeah. Uh, so we can kind of dive into that one a little bit. But, I mean, you know, I look at the schedule for Toledo this upcoming year. I mean, the – the scheduling game with Illinois, I think, is huge for the program. Um, it's always good to see a MAC team play a Big Ten team. Yeah. Ideally, win that game, but it's always nice to see that matchup. But I, but I really love Toledo's scheduling model. How they do the, the Power Five, the, um, the FCS, kind of get the feet wet, and then they have quality similar opponents. And uh, you know, I think we've got San Jose State coming San, into town this San year. San Jose State. Um, so I think you know, for that, for those games, it's such a critical thing and it's an important piece of building a program and I think you've got a great staff at Toledo with you know coach Candle and what they've been doing and what they continue to do two MAC championships in the last seven years like doesn't happen very often coaches are usually gone it's it's so it's got to be refreshing for you to be able to say it's nice to retain this staff I think we had five coach of the MAC coach of the years this year and we bring them all back that wow. does not happen at this level. When no. you get that many coaches <laughs> years and success, um, sometimes they feel like they're going after the quote-unquote greener pastures. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think what I've seen at Toledo is you've got people that really appreciate um, being at Toledo. They appreciate how the community supports them. They know that it's a great place to raise a family, and they know they've got more in the tank. And, and I think I keep coming back to that because as you talk to people that have been there for a while, they know there's more there. And I think you talk about Coach Candle. He and I, at least in my opinion, have built a tremendous relationship um, over the last year, I've gotten to know him and his family and his philosophies and how he assembles a team. Um, and he's done a great job of assembling talent on our roster um, and getting really good results out of him. And so we're fired up um, for what our opportunities are this year. And, and the great thing about it is you got all the preseason polls, all the talk about mm-hmm. what could be. None of that matters. All that matters is Toledo being the best version of itself. Yep. And I think the same for our department. If our department can be the best version of itself, 
we're going to be in a really, really good spot, and that's what excites me. You you talked about five, six MAC coaches of the year. That's I didn't realize it was that many. That I mean, that's you're, you're right. That's absolutely mind blowing. And then you know, on top of the championships, it's when it comes to bringing talent in for as athletes as well as coaches. What are things you kind of look for? I know we had a new softball coach this year is that correct um and soccer and and soccer so it's you know what do you look for and you know as your focus when you're bringing in new talent to kind of fit in with the culture of toledo yeah part of it is understanding who you are and having some self-awareness about your department your organization your program because what might be a coach good coach one year for you five years later is not a good coach because it's not a good fit based on who they're following the circumstances the resources like so i think starting with a profile of what you feel like you need at that very time mm-hmm. has got to be the critical part because if you start without a profile you can get distracted by shiny things and flashy brands and logos and schools and the, the agents getting in your ear and everything then to me you go down a list of okay what have you done what do people say about you and what do you say in the interview in that order descending um i think you can get fooled in an interview session from a flashy talker or a great actor mm-hmm. um, or actress uh, for an hour um, you really want to dig into what impact have you, have you had on organizations in your past, and also what do people that work with you, that learn from you, that are around you say about you on your good days when you're winning a championship, but also on the day you get a flat tire coming into work? Right. How do you treat people around you? And I think what you notice about our coaches, they do the same thing with the recruits, right? They ask the guidance counselor, the lady at the front desk, the, they ask the janitor, they ask whoever questions about the young man in addition to his coach. Sure. Um, I try to do the same in coaching searches um, to make sure I'm asking really a well-rounded group questions about that individual um, to get to know them outside that one-on-one interview session so I can make sure that I feel really good about the right fit for our department because I won't tolerate working with bad people. Sure. That, that's the number one thing that always stays on the profile. you got to be a good person. If you start from there, uh, we got a chance to be successful. No, I love it. And that's and I think it's so important. You talked about the coaches talking to the athletic directors, but not, not, on, not only that, but like the custodial staff, you know, everybody else. And I think you're right. It's so important to, to maintain success. You know, it's one thing to have flash-in-the-pan success. But to maintain it, it's you got to surround yourself with the right people, and yeah. I think that's so important. Yeah, I mean, in today's world, with student athletes having the ability to up and leave your program at any moment, having a bad person, a person that's not in tune with student athletes or doesn't treat them the right way, is a non-starter because um, you'll have an empty locker room really quick. So I, I think starting with that and somebody that can relate to young people, but absolutely get the most out of them, has got to be a starting point for any coaching search. And then after that. Um, you're just coloring in the lines for all the other variables. Well, and it, you, you mentioned that players get, getting the opportunity to leave with the transfer portal and now stuff with NIL. From a lot of championship teams, especially at a, at a mid-major level, you, you see a lot of those guys transfer out. They're like, hey, you know, I proved myself here. I won a championship. Where can I go? That wasn't the case at Toledo. I mean, Toledo brought back a lot of starters on both sides of the ball who weren't graduating. Yeah. I mean, this is a, that's a testament to Jason Candle. I mean, when you've got somebody, I mean, I could go down the list name of a bunch of our players, but he's here today, Quinion Mitchell, mm-hmm. who was an All-American last year, grew yeah. up nearby Gainesville, Florida, um, and had lots of opportunities, certainly out of high school and, and even since. And he comes back because he wants to be a part of our program. Um, that didn't happen in a lot of places. No. Um, and, and so our student-athletes in Toledo, by and large, I believe, have a really good student-athlete experience. They enjoy living there, going to school there. But they also realize everything that I want to dream about, I can do at Toledo. Mm-hmm. If it's go to the NFL, I've got those opportunities. We've shown it. If it's get a great degree and even a graduate degree, we've got student-athletes with graduate degrees working on certificates. You can do everything at Toledo, including be an engineer or a doctor. Um, and if it's just to be a productive member of society, we've got that role for you too. So the great thing I love about Toledo is, like, we've got engineers – specifically one last year, Deontay Johnson, yeah. who was our defensive player of the game in our MAC championship game, mm-hmm. is now with the New York Giants. 
Yeah. And, and it's an engineering major. Like, where does that happen um, at, at a lot of places in right. Toledo? That's not only happening. It's just he's not the only example. It's I, consistent. I, I, I can point to five yeah. or ten other examples. No, and, that, and that, yeah, like, like you said, that's such a testament to, to the program, what the program has kind of built. Um, talk to me about uh, about this team this year. Let's talk some football here. What's, uh, you know, I know that you talk about all the preseason hype and whatever. What what are your expectations? You know, I just uh, not wins and losses necessarily, but what are your expectations for the season? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we've got a lot of opportunity in front of us. Um, I want our guys and our coaches and our staff to be the best version of themselves. And I think if we do that, everything else takes care of everything else. I think Coach Candle's done a tremendous job of assembling the locker room. I think he's also done a tremendous job of assembling a very talented staff that cares about young people. Mm -hmm. um, and then you look on the field, I mean, there, there's talent there, right? I mean, we return a huge percentage of our roster from last year's championship team. Yeah. Um, so the expectations are out there. I don't think anybody puts more expectations on them than themselves, <laughs> right? That locker room, from the moment I've talked to them, they've got their goals clear as day. Sure. I mean, that started last year after winning the bowl game against Liberty. Mm -hmm. They already started talking about their expectations for this year. So I'm really excited to just watch the guys go out, play loose, have fun, uh, watch our coaches do their thing. Um, we're going to let the schedule take care of the schedule. Sure. Um, but, but really fired up for these, these Saturdays um, in, in the fall, specifically all of our Saturdays in September. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the way the schedule fell. But really excited to see that come to fruition. Um, wanted to ask you about the uh – the NIL situation. Yep. Uh, Toledo just started the is the 1923 Society. Yep. Um, kind of get, dive into that, and that, that seems to kind of be the front runner in the MAC in terms of just a collective and, you know, just kind of getting student-athletes opportunities. I just saw something the other day on Twitter uh, where, and, you know, I think it's called the NIL Store, mm -hmm. um, and Daquan Finn was one of the top five ranked players on yep. that store. And the only one outside the Power Five on that top five. Unbelievable. Yes. You know, talk to me about that. Yeah, I mean, I, NIL has been a focus for our department. Um, I, I think when I first got there, we had this opportunity to have a collective. Um, and so that started Friends of Rocky. Uh, we've had two collectives since then for both basketball programs, men's and women's, uh, Blue and Gold Legacy. So mm -hmm. they're out there. They're active. We started in 1923 to support our philanthropic fundraising, okay. but also be able to communicate that. I want people to donate. Um, to, to our department. I want them to buy merchandise, and I want to support our student-athletes through NIL. Sure. And you can donate by support any way you feel free. I want you to follow your passion because we need all three to be successful sure. as an athletic department. Um, but I'm really proud to say we had the first collective in the MAC. I'm yeah. really proud to say we've got one of the only NIL stores um, in the MAC, and we've got a quarterback leading the way nationally in terms of sales. And we had not even rolled out the jerseys yet. Um, the jerseys are coming, um, I think, later this month. Um, but that was just on T-shirt designs. But right. uh, we've got more to come there. Um, I took my top one of my top staff spots um, and made a significant portion of her job duties, football and NIL. Um, I believe we're the first group in the MAC and one of the, probably in the nation to make a change at the SWA spot with a focus on NIL. Okay. I wanted somebody in one of my top department spots focused on one of the things that I view as the most important um, in our day-to-day -day activity. So she's focused on bringing those type of opportunities to the table and more. Um, but we're keenly focused on that because that's a part of recruiting and retaining um, young people is to show them that you have a robust NIL program and we can compete mm -hmm. um, no matter what kind of school we're talking about. That's awesome. I mean, it's and it's a testament to what – Again, going back to the, the everybody buying into what Toledo's doing, what they're kind of creating. I thank you so much for this time. I mean, you know, it's I, we've got so many things happening today, so I, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. But 
thank you so much for, you know, just chopping it up with me, talking shop, and a lot of good things on the horizon for Toledo. No, I appreciate it. One, I just want to say a heartfelt thank you to you guys. Um, one, you do a great job covering the MAC, covering you. Toledo. Um, you've been really welcoming to me as being a newbie, um, trying to learn names and meet people and always having a friendly face um, that I can find in the crowd. So sure. you guys do a great job. I'm happy to support any way I can. And then last, but go Rockets. Hey, there you go, man. TOL, right? Yeah, EDO. <laughs> Thanks so much. All right, everybody, welcome back to the CSC Podcast, all action all the time. I am here at the Fox Theater in the Motor City, Detroit, Michigan, head coach Jason Candle of the Toledo Rockets. Coach, first off, congrats on a great season Thank last you. year. That's, uh, you know, it's, uh, I know there was uh, some rumblings about a few bumps in the road, but, hey, a MAC championship and a bowl win, can't sneeze at that. Yeah, I thought we had a we had some we had some tough moments last year. Started out in preseason practice that in the first three practices we lose two starting offensive linemen, you know, one for the season and one for a d- good duration of the year. So some adversities right off the jump, you know, injuries are part of football and really proud of our team how they responded, you know, and um, you know, to finish out the year we did, I thought was a was a really good feat for our team. Got us some valuable lessons that we can learn from as we as we uh, head into this year. Sure, and you I mean, you guys look at everything you guys accomplished last year. I mean, just uh, wins and losses aside, I mean, you guys, for the first seven weeks of the season, put up more points on Ohio State than anybody else did. Yep. I mean, on in a primetime game at their play, a very hostile environment. I mean, what an impressive display for, for Toledo on a national level. But also, I mean, you, you look at, you know, you talk about the adversity. Games where you guys came back, Kent State down 21 nothing early, like yep. just bouncing back, going to Northern Illinois and using guys like Quinion Mitchell with the four intercept. I mean, just unbelievable what what Toledo accomplished this last year and how do you build on that I mean there's a lot of hype for Toledo this year how do how do you stay focused and then build on that success yeah I think that you know obviously we've we talk a lot in our program about you know living in the present and you know and I think what your challenge is to produce in the present you know you want to learn from the past you always prepare for the future but I think the challenge is to continue to you know understand the value of a good day how do you continue to stack those together and you know um and really just whatever the goals may be, and they are very high inside our walls of our building, and they always are, mm-hmm. um, you know, higher than maybe the outside person on the outside of our walls think that, 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 they, that they think they set the standard sometimes. Sure. But, um, you know, the behaviors have to match those goals, and I think our team really does a good job of embracing that. And, uh, you know, we've got a good group of guys that are very connected and they're very familiar with one another, very familiar with the staff. Sure. Um, so it creates a good culture. It creates a good culture to go to work each and every day, and I think culture sometimes in the world is, is a very loosely used term. Uh, you know, we kind of define that as what you celebrate and what you tolerate, and, you know, we don't tolerate a bunch of – nonsense and you know our, our team gpa in the spring was a 3.2 sure you know we won the you know institution achievement award from the afca with one of seven schools there's eight schools that uh toledo shouldn't be by, by the by average standards toledo shouldn't be in the category with those type of places uh, so i think our guys do uh, above and beyond they go above and beyond they try to maximize their potential on the field off the field and uh, when you have that you've got a great baseline to try to continue to take it one step further sure and then you talk about you know the things that toledo accomplished off field as well you know with the with the gpa and stuff well, you know talk to me about the keeping guys i mean toledo really in the mac comparatively didn't have a lot of guys leave in the transfer portal it just you know it seems like you've got a lot of your starters returning who didn't graduate um uh, 
talk about the, the culture that you guys have built to to bring those guys back. I mean, Quinion Mitchell, All American. You know, Daquan Finn was. There was a lot of talk about is he going elsewhere. You brought both of them back. How huge is that? Well, I just think that we. It's real. You know what I mean? Yeah. We have real conversations. We tell each other the truth, you know, and I think it's not – it doesn't ever – it never gets to a point in time where somebody's got to, you know, uh, beg somebody to return or to – you know, those conversations are, are happening way in advance. Like, hey, if these are the things that you want to get accomplished, here's a pathway to do that. I'm in this fight with you, and this is how we're going to go about this to try to help you reach your full potential. Sure. Um, you know, coaches obviously all the time always – you've heard the old adage of, you play for the name on the front of the jersey rather than the one in the back. I, I, I'm a little, I'm a little different there. I think that you, you have to take a selfish approach to your individual development as a player. And if every player in our locker room does that, and we'll create a naturally a good culture that ultimately produces for the name on the front of the jersey. Sure. So, um, you know, we we tell each other the truth. We have real honest conversations. Things are real in our building. We, do we have? Do we make mistakes? Do we have issues? Sure, we do. But who doesn't? So, um, you know, we, we we put a lot of time, stock, and energy in the response the problems rather than the reaction let the outside people the media people everything else to handle the reaction of things and you know do the best job we can to make sure that we have the best response so uh you know uh, there's opportunities for young people to go on and do things and go out other places uh, we, we were able to keep all of our guys for the most part you know a couple here and there that were backup players and went on their opportunities and maybe they have a chance to start at another place which by all means that's what you should do uh, have a great college football experience but uh really excited about the guys that we do have returning you know those two headliner guys as you mentioned are at the forefront of that thinking yeah for sure and then you know just looking at this upcoming season i mean you guys on the road at illinois i mean i, I think that's a uh, it's a much different opponent than ohio state mm-hmm. um but i think it's also a, it's a, still a high quality opponent you know talk, talk about that talk about that scheduling and getting getting that game how pumped are you guys to just kind of get going against a good opponent? Well, I think the average fan needs to do some homework and research on Illinois. I mean, you know, you watch that Michigan game last year. You watch mm-hmm. some of those primetime games that they played. I mean, they are a, 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 a bad break away, a couple bad breaks away from having a tremendous year. And they had yeah. a great season. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. they, it could have been really, really special. So, uh, you know, Coach Bielum is a pro. He's done a really good job of building programs in all the places. And we'll continue to build the one at Illinois. We're going to mm-hmm. play in a historic stadium. A great opening opponent for us. A tremendous opportunity for our football team to to showcase its, its its abilities on a national stage and you know we're, we're six or seven weeks out from doing that we got to do a good job making sure we handle each day between now and the time that ball kicks off you uh you're getting some offensive line power back um guys that were lost to injury last year how big is that going to be now that you've not only get those guys back but you have the guys who are behind them yeah. with, with that depth that's got to be huge well you know we we go to play Ohio State, and we start we start Devin Rogers, who a month ago yep. was, good, was a defensive tackle. Yep. You know what I mean? And uh, so, you know, that, that guy goes on from, from from a guy that's a, a really talented player who's at times holding on for dear life to now he's a he's a different guy. I mean, the sure. confidence that that young man has right now has uh, been really really fun to watch and fun to see. Um, we brought a couple pieces in from the transfer portal and David Wagugu and, and Rod Orr and Jackson Cannon. Uh, so they'll add depth at at the minimal. They'll add depth. Um, you know. And, could ten, a couple of those guys could potentially challenge and start, you know, for a starting position. So uh, it's created a lot of competition up there, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And again, I think the main thing, and as and you alluded to it, is the experience that some of those guys got last year uh, by default. Sure, sure. I, we got to talk about it. A lot of uh, ire was drawn after the Bowling Green loss. What, what's kind of your answer to the fans? You know, was chirping at us about uh, about that loss, and you know, what, what's kind of the response to fans like? You know. It's a rivalry game. You know, you're not going to win every single one. I know there was a great stretch there. 
you know, what's uh, what do you say to fans to kind of like, hey, it's going to be okay. This didn't destroy our program. Uh, hey, I just what I would say is is is. I'm a diehard Boston Red Sox fan, and when we lose to the New York Yankees, I am not happy. I don't care who pitches. I don't care what if I like the manager. I don't. I don't. So I understand. So, sure. um, and unfortunately, over time frame of of, uh, of my adult life, we've lost to the Yankees a hell of a lot more times than we've won. So, um, but you know, I, that's part of why what, what what makes sports so special. It's mm-hmm. part of what we all the pageantry of everything and uh, brings everyone together. You know, at, my, at times, the moments of that game. I mean, that we were not at our best. You know, we. You know, we got another really good receiver double teamed, and he makes a catch for a touchdown over top of our head. You know, the yeah. last play we missed six or seven tackles on the. You know, uh, we did off to a terrible start on offense. We get a punt blocked. We have another penalty in the red area inside the five yard line where, you know, not only didn't affect the punt, but allowed them to have more space to punt. You know what I mean? Sure. Just just different things that you know throughout the game that the breaks that you know that maybe went our way in the bowl game or the conference championship game that didn't go our way that day. So mm-hmm. uh, that's part of sport. You gotta do a great job of understanding what you did really well the previous year, uh, things that you it didn't do well, um, and then highlight the good and fix the bad and continue to try to push the envelope of your program forward. So uh, that I-75 robbery is very important to us. You know, we've put a ton of stock and energy into that for a, a lot of years uh, and continue to do so. Um, you know, our track record and our record and, and really my record here at Toledo against that team is uh, would reflect the time and energy that we do put into Pretty it. Pretty good. <laughs> we did, that we do put into it. So right. uh, last year wasn't any different, and this year won't be any won't be any different as the approach and the preparation. Um, you know, we just got to make a couple more plays. Sure. That that match championship, obviously, you know, you, you guys win that in, a, in an incredibly defensive game. You know, a very surprisingly defensive game. I think, you know, betting lines and whatever had like fifty three points over under, and so it just that was incredible. I mean, for for the for the side of the ball that was kind of criticized the previous weeks, you know, for them to kind of turn it on. I mean, that that was a pretty big moment for you guys. Well, I think a combination of you know, team football there in those last two games. I mean, yeah. no turnovers and playing great defense and understanding that sometimes a possession, even though, you know, uh, despite what the, ho- the head coach thinks and despite what any of our fans thinks, it's okay to punt once in a while. Um, you know, so uh, we we did – we won some field position battles. We did a good job, like I said, and, and especially the bowl game when a tough weather day, you know, yeah. taking care of the ball and, uh, you know, really allied on a really good front to, to lock down a run game. And then those guys in the back half, really good communication and not letting guys run free down the secondary. So, uh, you know, expecting really good things out of our defense. A lot of veteran guys that return back. and. Sure. Uh, Got to take another step up there. No, for sure. And, uh, Coach, that's I mean, that's it for me. I know expectations are high uh, for both Rocket fans and uh, within the in the organization, for sure, especially with the, a lot of the preseason hype. But, uh, but it's one game at a time, right? Well, I mean, it is what it is. It's, you know, we're in the middle of July here, you know, yep. and, you know, they don't, I don't remember the last time a champion was crowned in July or a ring was handed out in July. So uh, we got a long way to go. You know, this is a long process. And, you know, really the final block or the final quarter of your offseason, you start in winter workouts, you go to spring practice, then you go to the summer, and then here comes preseason camp. So I feel like we've done a good job through the first three parts of that. And this last part, I think we gotta we got to really lock in and do a good job of uh, really finding an identity of what we want to really hang our hat on in all three phases of the game. Um, you know, excited about – our new special teams coordinator and what that's going to look like. And sure. I think there'll be visible changes in, in, in that area of the, of the game for us. So uh, just really looking forward to getting back on the field, these guys, and, and being around them and coaching them because, like I said, it's a fun group to coach. For sure. September 1st at Illinois. Going to be a good one. Looking forward to it. Coach, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And uh, go Rockets. I appreciate you having me. Go Rockets.